welcome to another episode of Association Rockstars, where we get to hear about the journey insights of some of our amazing associations, executives, and partners who are building the association industry of tomorrow. My name is Lowell Applebaum. I'm CEO and Strategy Catalyst at Visicova. We partner with organizations on strategic facilitation. And with me today, I'm excited to have Jen Kocha, who's CAE and with EDI, with Executive Director Incorporated. Milwaukee-based association management company, where she serves as the executive director of the International Parkinson and Movement Disorder Society, MDS. Jenny has served as a volunteer with the Wisconsin Society of Association Executives and the American Society of Association Executives. She's participated in the ASAE NextGen program, served as a panelist at ASAE, the ASAE Foundation, the WSAE program, serves on their education committee. So today's going to be a piece of cake. Jenny, we're really happy to have you. So we'd like to start with a, a question that has a little bit of fun to it. Uh, you know, rock stars, of course, are rock stars because they do some pretty amazing things. Uh, we know that uh, everyone we have conversations with in our lives have skill sets, have aptitude where they excel. And so we frame that as superpowers. So, Jenny, what's one of your superpowers? Well, um trying to think about this a little bit and I think one of the things that's really I'd consider a superpower is building trust um, being able to build trust with um, you know the, in an association management company the partners of the company with the association itself with the board of directors and then with the staff I think that's really um, an area that I've excelled at and has helped me kind of advance my career um, I, I actually have a two-part answer to this though um, I think the other one, I was listening to Hamilton the other day, and um, there's that song where Aaron Burr um, tells Hamilton to talk less, smile more, and yeah. don't let them know what you're against or what you're for. And yeah. that's terrible advice in most situations, I think, except for associations. I think as a leader of an association, there's a lot of times that you're just nodding and smiling and you're kind of hiding, you know, maybe or masking what you're like actually currently thinking about and just trying to think, how can I do this for them? How can I make that happen? And they're not going to know, you know, like if I think it's a great idea or a bad idea, but I'm going to make it work. And so I think that's kind of making it work and getting in there and just smiling yeah. and nodding while doing it. Well, within there isn't just like a keeping of your opinion in, but it's some like semblance of like a being a master listener, right? Of like, being yeah. able to hear it all. I mean, how do, how do you approach like listening to multitudes of voices as a leadership? Um, you know, I think it's, it's learning to take in those opinions and not get emotional about it. You know, I think it is really just letting those opinions come in and making sure that you kind of sit back and hear all the sides of it, all the sides of the story. Um, you know, as a supervisor, there's, there's always two sides. Um, within a board meeting, there's usually 10 sides and there's been two conversations outside that have happened before that. And so it's really just, it, it's knowing that you may have the whole story, you may not have the whole story and trying to put those puzzle pieces together to figure that out. I like, I like the idea of putting the puzzle pieces together in every conversation is another piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So on your own journey, I mean, when did you realize that like you didn't just want to work with associations, but this was actually like your professional home that like you had found a fit? You know, um, actually, well, you were you were a part of that. Um, when 
I had the chance and so did you to attend the first next gen um, session that ASAE held. And I will say that that was probably the turning point in my career that I realized that it wasn't just, you know, a job, you know, yeah. that it could be a career. And um, I think Shelly Alcorn really kind of drilled that in and really, you know, encouraged encouraged me to take that to my next step and really did some coaching of how that happens and why that's important. I know going into that, I did not think a CAE was something that I'd ever get or needed or would want. Um, I left that and I that started that path of studying and earning my CAE as well. So I think that was really coming together with all those bright minds and having a chance to talk about it and realize other people were actually passionate about it. Yeah. Um, I don't think I had realized the passion before that. The, uh, you know, Shelly has continued to do it each year. And I think that there are every generation of next gen would say the same thing uh, in some way about her as an inspirational figure. You know, outside of the opportunity of a national program uh, like next gen is, have you found either locally or elsewhere those same same sorts of places of connection, of inspiration about this field that's guided you on your journey? Yeah, um, WSAE, so the Wisconsin Society of Association Executives has been a great place. Um, shortly, a lot of a lot of people have, been, have participated in the young professionals group and kind of started to encourage and grow that group. Um, I think just being at an association management company, you know, there's a lot of people and a lot of experiences within the company itself that people can share about. Um, and so I think that's something that's really kind of encouraged and, you know, you can see the different avenues and the different roads that people take on their journeys. And especially at an association management company, you can, you can do all those journeys within the same company, which isn't always the case. So if you, no, I think that's uniquely as you think about the journey, right? You get to have an association management company. So many of our colleagues find it in their own lives that their journey takes different different paths along the way. As you think about like, the association landscape, anything that excites you about what's potential for tomorrow for the association world? Yeah, I mean, I think we're probably all thinking about that right now. No. Um, I I actually think the associations are uniquely positioned right now to excel. I mean, now is the point that we need community and that we need networking, and that's where associations have already come into that space. Um, yeah. And that's really why people are a part of that. And so I think I'm actually expecting that other companies are going to be looking more towards associations. I've even seen more universities looking at the looking at associations. Um, we focus on medical and scientific. And I've seen associations step up and fill that hole and that gap of education when the university hadn't been able to do it when they first shut down. And so I think um, I think that associations have this unique niche right now and are hopefully going to be able to capitalize on this networking, on this bringing people together, and even in a virtual world. But I think it's going to also encourage that in-person networking in the long, long run, too. It'll be interesting to see how the virtual and the in-person or the hybrid, whatever that looks like, comes yeah. about. Do you think that, I mean, those in the world, I mean, other colleagues, executives, partners, you know, in a world that's going to need associations more than ever, like what, what do you think people should be developing as experience or skill sets to be well-suited there? Flexibility? 
um, adaptability. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I think I think flexibility and adaptability is built in in associations. Obviously, your board changes, it rolls over, and so you're constantly changing and having to kind of switch course or, you know, a big funder could leave or, you know, a, a new product could come out and you're, you're having to respond to all of those. And so I think, you know, there are a lot of opportunities to really um, kind of go in those different ways and you have to be open to it. You know, I, I find people really struggle when they are only black and white and they can't be in that gray. And I think, yeah. you know, that skill set of staying in the gray and being able to navigate that. Have you found a lot of your opportunities or growth I found from operating in that gray? Um, have I personally? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, the the flexi that's the flexibility, right? Yeah, no, I, I definitely think that's part of it because I think you're able to switch, you know, um, midstream. And I think that is the main area of growth of this field is being able to be flexible and to switch. And, um, and again, if you can't, if you only see it one way or the other, a lot of times it's the board that's driving that. It's not, it's not always you. And so it's going to be a frustrating life, I think, if you don't learn to live in that gray. Think about like, well, either within the association space or without, any examples of leadership that have sort of been models for you or mentors for you along the way that you've looked to to learn from or to be inspired from? Yeah, I um, with ASAE, I've I've really been impressed with their foundation research, and so um, Mark Engel especially, I I've really enjoyed his work on governance and you know, learning about the research that has gone into that. And I think that how, especially kind of that building the next board and the nominating committees, I have found that to be really useful and has opened up, you know, a lot of discussion within my own group. Um, obviously, Kay Whalen, who is the president here at EDI, um, you know, she's, she's really talked about helping societies realize their vision. And I think um, that's something that we do every day. And like, really, really, how can we help them um, do what they want to do? And another thing that she always says is doing good for great organizations. And I think that's something that is kind of a keystone of what we do and has been a good guiding light for um, me in my career. Well, I like the idea of people as guiding lights. It sounds like the, the questions that you asked may be guiding as well. Yeah. What do you? I mean, when you work with so many different, especially medical professionals, you work with obviously a range of different members and leaders. How do you approach getting people to open up? Like, how do you get them to talk to you consistently, Um, can you, can you repeat that last? Yeah. Piece? How do you how do you get people to talk to you? I mean, you talked about like listening. Oh. How do you get them to open up? Um, I, well, I think asking questions, um, you know, I think a lot of people obviously like to talk and I, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. <laughs> um, and, and maybe sometimes more in the medical field. So I think, you know, a lot of times if you ask them about themselves, um, the research they're doing, um, the patients that they're seeing, that, that is a good starting point. And it helps you, especially in association, learn why you're here, you know, what the work that you're doing on the larger scale. And so I think um, 
yeah, I, I think just being interested and just engaging and probably trying not to talk so much yourself. I like the being interested, right? And so that you're engaged in listening. I've worked with a number of military associations, but I found actually listening to science organizations and engineering organizations that is actually healthy, right? Bring back with it because they each have such different nuance. Yeah. And help you really connect with members and volunteers better. Within the spaces, you think about your own journey into the future. I mean, do you think about 10, 20 years in the future? Where do you want to go? What's going to get here? Well, I have a boat right out there on the lake. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> that works. That's a good thing to have. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, you know, I, I ask myself that a lot, and I don't know that I have a good answer to that. Um, I, I'm, I'm someone that I like to set personal goals, but I don't set them too far in advance. Um, I, I do like to be in the here and the now and yeah. where I am right now, I really enjoy. Um, I really like the group I work with. I really like the staff um, and we've done a great job building the team over the past couple of years. And I think right now I don't want to leave that. So it's kind of hard to think what, what does lie in the future for myself. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's always education opportunities, more volunteer opportunities. Um, I'd love to see, I guess, just where life takes me, you know, not, and again, not being too set, maybe living in the gray more, right? Not being too right. set in one way or the other, but just kind of guiding and letting it see, letting, yeah, letting life take me where I do. Well, you're the one who identified the right now we need uh, flexibility more than yeah, right. Now, right? <laughs> uh, any good examples or stories or narratives about how You've had to employ flexibility in this crazy time uh, to succeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was telling Amy uh, at right before we got started. We we did have one of our early meetings. We had to cancel was um, in Venice, Italy, in the middle of March. So um, talk about an area that was hit early and yeah. um, <laughs> had to figure that out. I think kind of before everyone else was really dealing with the reality um, of this. Um, one of the other things we're talking about right now is could we actually do a regional meeting in three different cities over the course of three days? And so, so we don't bring them all together in one location, but you know, we go and it's in Asia. So we launch in Bangkok for a day and then Tokyo for a day and then Seoul for a day and kind of how that would look. And I mean, to me, that's exciting. I've never heard anyone do that before. So why can't we figure it out? <laughs> Like, I mean, an Asian roadshow like that sounds amazing, right? Yeah, and, and, and live streaming it in between. I was like, do we take the exhibitors with us? Like, we all just pack up and go to the next city? I don't know. <laughs> I know, but there's good possibilities there. I mean, yeah. it's definitely a flexibility, but what you were saying earlier in terms of, like, the increasing value of associations and organizations to be places, right, of community and connection that you're talking about. Yeah. Right, that's a new model to do that for sure. Yeah, so I, I don't know. It, those types of things excite me. They scare people too. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be easy. We don't have another model of how it's been done before necessarily, and so, huh. but we we get to figure it out and we get to you know guide guide the way that way. So. Well, you don't strike me as uh, shying away uh, from hard to get the right thing. No, it, it's always you can always figure it out. <laughs> right, especially when you have a good community. Yeah. Uh, right. As time's coming to a close, uh, 
any closing thoughts for our colleagues out there on or guiding thought that helps you like stay to your true north so you continue to succeed? Anything that helps guide you along the way in your career? Um, it's actually, I don't think you can see it because of the light, but something that hangs in my office um, every day, it's uh, work hard and stay humble. You know, and I, I think that's really kind of what we do is, you know, go to work and work as hard as you can, but stay humble about it and it will it'll work out one way or the other. I love that. Work hard and stay humble. Mm, that's a great one. As I expected, it was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jen. Yeah, thank you. And as always, much thanks to Amy Hager, who's been engaging with all of you in the Association Rockstar land, and of course, thank you to everyone listening who's joined us. Uh, we had a lot of people join this week, and that's because colleagues are sharing with one another the opportunity to, for us to get to know one another and to be inspired by personal stories. If you have any questions or ideas in the comments, please share them so we can continue to build on our mutual success. And until next time, Association Rockstar.